the clock is ticking, you know what time it is, I'm your host Mike Man, back with another episode, bruh, run that clock, it's ticking, the podcast is here, I'm Mike Man, representing MBMG all day, every day, go ahead, hit that subscribe button, punch the hell out that notification bell, you notify when we got another one in the can, man, Hey. It's been a minute since we did a pod or episode. Well, actually, it hasn't. It's just been a minute since we've posted them. We have a few backlogs, and they might find their way into the streamline before the end of the year. So just bear with me, but we're back. Bro, run that clock, the sports podcast, unofficial Saints podcast, and gotta say, man. One reason, there has not been a lot of content created because as a fan, a true fan of the Saints, bruh, I just could not talk about some of the shit that we had going or executing. Like, to be honest, what trips me up is some of the fans. You know the situation we've been in. You know the situation we come from. The bad years. The years before we got Drew Brees. That's what I don't think a lot of motherfuckers realize. Before Drew Brees come up, came up, we had a hard time getting any tear of a quarterback to come to this motherfucker now don't get me wrong we had the legendary Bobby A. Bear the Cajun Cannon hey baby Bobby A. Bear but defense was solid you know with Pat Swelly Ricky uh Mike Davis hey bro we had some motherfucking powerhouses on defense always. But we never could get over the hump. Flash forward to Drew coming in. We getting over the hump. Get to a Super Bowl. Win that motherfucker. Unprobably. Because nobody had us picked to win that shit. Nobody didn't think we was going to even get there. We got there and we executed that shit. Now, given we was displaced because of Hurricane Katrina and Rita. But still, under the circumstances, the boys pulled through, maintained, and got that dub. Champions forever. Can't take this shit away. But, let's think about some of the quarterbacks we had. We got a fucking brief stint of that shit after Drew left. Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill, Ian Book. We have one more. Who else? Uh, can't recall right now. But four different quarterbacks enters Derek Carr. Now, for whatever complaints you have about Derek Carr, his inability to win, blah blah blah. Look how many times, how many years a player has been in the years 
before they won the Super Bowl championship. Like, keep in mind, before Kansas City, now, yeah, they won one back in the AFC and all that. You know, got the Lamar Hunt trophy named after their owner and all this. But, for a long time, they really wasn't getting there. Like, if if the standard of being a champion or being the best in the world is you being a Super Bowl champion, and if you don't have that on your resume, you're not a champion. You're not the best. That's what some say. Would you argue that Barry Sanders is not the best, even though he retired early? Would you argue? And you can't argue Terrell Davis, because he... He went out a champion. So. But the slander that Derek Carr gets sometimes now. I'm going to tell you this. Me personally. I think Derek Carr is sufficient and efficient enough to get us to where we need to be. All the negative plays. All the plays that aren't effective or work all out or magnetized magnified and you know galvanized as the content of the day I get it that's how it's supposed to be that's media but he's been in the league a long time for a reason had he been a bust like some would argue his big brother was. He's been a starter since he's been here. In the league. That's a lot to say. Whether you say the Raiders or the Saints. He's been a starter. Except for the times he got bitch. Alright. We get, we get that. Shit happens. If you're not having a good game. Good string of games. Your ass will find yourself on the bench. But. That's part of the game. Anything a coach can do to get a spark out of a team or get some shit going will happen. So if it means the starter being set down for a spell or a game or two, hey. Now, seeing how he had weapons in a defense, like y'all can't tell me. All of the Raiders' woes or inability to do something was all on him. He can't score the ball and then turn around and play defense. He can, but who's really doing it besides Taysom Hill? Nobody has an all-purpose, all-back, all-downs kind of quarterback. Taysom Hill, you know, for the most part, he's prolonging and will prolong the career of Derek Carr as long as he's in New Orleans. Like, key plays where we have to have short yardage, like right now, ASAP, put Taysom in, no, you know, no, uh, error or margin of error of Derek Carr getting hurt Taysom may not execute sometimes because 
they don't you know they don't sniffed out the gadget place but for some reason Tay Tay just goes so I believe he's gonna promote David's car career career as long as he's in the Saints uniform but the slander bro come on because if you look at the post game press conference I know shit has to be said in a certain way to seem like a certain player and people say and do that shit all the time but sometimes you gotta look at this shit for what it is like some people really not acting some people not really putting on just for your satisfaction or gratification of what kind of person they are nobody's really doing it Derek Carr gets in each interview praising his teammates accepting full responsibility on his plays his errors his mistakes his miscues bigging up his receivers bigging up his defense that's what you want your quarterback to do I mean he knows for a fact this may be his last hurrah but he gonna go out with a bang now with Carr as our quarterback we will get to another Super Bowl I'm just stamping it I stamped that in the beginning of the season when they said he was coming it's possible that we gonna be there now the way the division sh- sh- shaping up because as of today I think we are think back in first place we need to make sure though because the NFC South standings are looking like this Uh, let's see we got the Saints are number one in the division once again Buccaneers are now three and five the Falcons are four and five which means everything is right now aligned back to what it was supposed to be we dropped some key games some games that came down to the wire typical Saints fashion typical Saints fans fashion we chimed in and responded to each loss win or whatever accordingly tearing down David Carr tearing down Winston Winston ain't even did shit like the slander on Jameis bro I cannot understand that for the most part people forget even though this is a Warriors game these people are human like your ass will call in to work there are people who call in to work for stump toes twisted ankles bang knees cuts for headaches 
how the fuck you expect a professional football even though he's professional and getting paid millions of dollars he's still a human being his body still hurts aches and pains and illnesses and shit like bro Patrick Mahomes just had a flu game and lost like everybody can have a Jordan S moment if you do that shit will solidify you as a great I guess Like Patrick Mahomes already great. Had he won that game, oh shit, the shit they would have been saying about him, the shit they still saying or gonna be saying for the next few years. But this is a a human game, and there are human beings playing it. Thus meaning there will be illnesses, aches, pains, bruises, bumps. Motherfucker really can't recover from it. And then you think... You take the mental capacity from a fucking broke leg. Fucking kneecap point, pointed the other direction. Leg pointed backwards. You take the mental capacity from some shit like that. Bro, if you can't go to work and perform on a headache... How the fuck you expect this man to get out here on the twisted leg, mangled up ass arm, and lead you to a victory? Like, as the unofficial podcast of the Saints, we will not stand for the Derek Carr slander. He is a human being. He's doing the best he can. Now, granted, People gonna make bad decisions or bad throws or bad timing and all this. That shit happens. It's life. But you just can't go tearing him down every time some shit doesn't go right. I heard in a press conference yesterday where he alluded to the fact that how Michael Thomas presence just presence on the field is enough to help them win the game that shit right there that was a bar if this was rap that was a fucking bar because a lot of people forget that shit one thing, one fact, main fact, I think we forget a lot of the times. There's only one football. I've said this shit many times. I said this coming into the season before we, when we were looking for a quarterback. There's only one ball. So no matter how many weapons we got, Taysom Hill, Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, Alvin Kamara, It's only one ball. On any given play, only one person gonna get the ball. Now, yeah, you can lateral that bitch, but who's doing that every play? Or two and three people touching the ball. That'll be some good shit to implement some plays like that. 
But the execution, this is a fast-ass game. People coming and slamming into your ass. They ain't gonna let you get no shit off like that constantly. They get paid, too. So, as professor, professors of their craft, put it like that. Like, bro, they gonna be on that shit. That shit ain't gonna last. Oh, not no full game. But we got the win. We back on top of the division. So all just right in Saints world right now. But the clock is ticking, bro. Let us know what you think in the comments. You think we gonna get to the playoffs? I think we are. The division shapes up like it is. Ain't gonna have no choice. All we have to do is just maintain that number one spot. Clock is ticking. I'm your host, Mike Man, and BMG all day. Sit and we coming back with it. Bro, run that clock to podcast. We chill. Whoa, now, rise and grind and go get it. This your boy, Mike Man, representing BMG all day, every day. Coming to you with the hottest thing, smoking Rapper Weed TV, the podcast. Hosted by me. Streaming on all services like Loom, Audio, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So check it out. I need you to hit that subscribe button because when it's loud and lit, lit and loud, circle forming. Because of COVID, we can't pass. Only 12 feet, 6 feet of COVID, 6 feet of pin ass blunt. You tap that notification bell, we got a circuit. You know the five when we got it lit, it's going up. Rapper Weed TV, the podcast. Stay tuned. Bro, I run that clock, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man. I'm BMG all day. Great weekend and Saints football. Not so much for Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. You notice how losing changes a lot. Like three games back, Monet fucked around and lost to Colorado State. No, no, not Colorado State. The team after Colorado State. When they lost that game, all eyes kind of went elsewhere. They had the whole world watching them. And then, the robbery. Ah, the robbery. That shit... I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. The Rose Bowl, Pasadena, California. Colorado Buffaloes. The football team that you're playing. Big powerhouse. Even though if their record doesn't dictate that, it's still a powerhouse. Big team. Security is going to be on point. Once I instantly heard this shit, I thought inside job. 
inside job all those people in that stadium you mean to tell me motherfucker just leave out the locker room and shit is just there I don't buy that everybody can't go to the game everybody doesn't get paid to be watching the game during the game say for instance if you're a low level trainer you're supposed to be probably gathering towels gathering whatever equipment needs to be washed and sanitized or whatever whatever protocol needs to be followed you have to be on this shit during the game no matter how big of the game you should probably not be in the game. I know there should be locker room attendants or at least security standing in front of the door. Shouldn't be no back doors. I don't think many locker rooms have windows. So come on, bro. I'm going to give you my perspective. I thought, uh... Let's say the third game of the year. When Shador brought out his chain, he got Charleston White putting bounties on him and all this type of shit. He started doing the watch. The watch celebration. Bruh. I knew that shit was going to bring some more shit. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a fan. If you can do that shit and back it up, flaunt your shit, celebrate your shit, bro. Pat yourself on the back by raising your motherfucking wrist, showing off the fruits of your labor. If that's what you into. My thoughts, even though with the coaches saying whatever they saying in press conferences before the games with Colorado, against Colorado, even though the chatter, chatter of the media or whatever opinions are thrown out there as content, I knew for that split second that shit was going to bring some problems. Now, I'm not going to even lie. The Bounty Gate shit with Charleston White, 20K to get him hurt. Kind of seen some shit like that. But hey, you got to think. Charleston White ain't the only one that's going to want to see that shit. Back here in the back of the alumni's booster room, booster club. Up here on the top floor in the suite. Deals get made, shit get said plans get implemented you have no recollection so who's to say some college AD some booster somebody else ain't put some shit out on them you ain't got to worry about Charleston White's bounty they got something else lined up for them they gonna bust them down now one thing what I hate about society is when a motherfucker is doing good in life or whatever 
how they go digging into your personal, bringing up your value, your dollar amount, broadcasting and publicizing that, oh, he's getting this much, this, that, and the other. Oh, oh, really? But like Coach Prime said in his interview after this recent loss, after the robbery, guys probably didn't consider insurance. One player just got his shit the previous day before the game. Bro, come on now. Instantly, I'm thinking, inside job. I'ma just say this. With the NIL money going around and being divvied up and all this, it's very apparent, especially after the play. Because if some of these guys are getting NIL money and not executing or up to that standard, come on, bro. The money should stop. Like, yeah, the big money should stop, but, like, yeah, your performance and appearance and all that, yeah, you should get something off of that, but it ain't gonna be what you was thinking. But, yeah, y'all go evaluating these guys, putting their money out there, putting their business out there, putting the target on them. It's not enough. That they already putting targets on themselves when they showing off their shit. You should know in the social climate that we live in, somebody ain't gonna like this shit, bro. Me, I love it for the young guys. Because it's giving you the presence of mind or a glimpse into your possible future. And on top of that, you are putting asses in the seats for these colleges so you do deserve something and if some of these colleges are making millions sometimes billions in a year like come on bro yeah ain't no way these guys shouldn't be getting something fuck a scholarship fuck food room and board yeah You got to pay money to live, pay money to get shit. So, yeah, they should get paid. But if their performance is not dictating their superstar status for an NIL contract or whatever. Say, for instance, Travis Hunter. If Travis Hunter wasn't Travis Hunter none this year. Not barring injury and shit. Let's take the injuries out the equation. But just saying. He's a five-star recruit. Blah, blah, blah. This and that. Season starts. He's nowhere near that. But he's already inked the NIL deal. Supposed to get this much. If his play was nowhere near that. A lot of analysts would probably dictate that it's not, but that's another story. But just for sake of conversation, 
just say he wasn't doing shit he was getting bombed on they was old and seven around this time bro what the fuck you think he's gonna get 4.4 million or should no but instantly when I saw them getting the Jerry Colorado Buffaloes after Shadur got his because you know like I say we humans motherfuckers gonna copy others gonna wanna do and have the same shit other people got especially if you doing the same job now, I guarantee all those guys ain't getting Shadur Sanders money. You might get close to it, even half of it. But still, put a target on them. When y'all start wanting to go get your jewelry like Shadur, keep in mind, he's from a rich family. His pop loaded. So, it should be a given or a thought that he was going to have that. He was going to floss. He was going to Louis Vuitton the luggage regardless. But, in human fashion, for other players are getting NIL money, they're going to want to shine too. So let's talk about the ones who aren't. Getting NIL money or even YouTube money, cause you gotta think about it now. Some of these stars on Colorado with the NIL deals, you're able to ink other contracts with other companies and all this. Some might have a nice little steady, steady stream of incomes coming in. Some may not. Some may not have none. I guarantee it's a few. Now, you got all your teammates over here with the NIL money flossing and this and that. Yeah. Come on, bro. That was an inside job. Somebody amongst y'all did that shit. One probably to bring you back down to reality two you're flossing too hard I get other college players that got NIL deals they're doing the same shit not on the scale that you guys are that's cause y'all got the cameras all in your face it's all on YouTube every day brother making money off of it so, the brothers are making money off of it. The sisters are making money and benefiting off of it. So, yeah, somebody in there has some kind of animosity. Somebody's in there envious enough to say, fuck this. I'm going to get it all. Shit. <laughs> Risk it all. Now, fucked up part, if they fuck around and a player hmm, 
just so happens to not end up on your team no more. There you have it. I'm not saying that's how it's going to happen, but I'm pretty sure that's how it's probably going to play out. Some shit going to happen. There's probably going to be some disciplinary and shit. Like, you got this shit. You sitting on these dudes shit. Unless you can get somewhere to get off of it and sell it. To get any kind of money. Because at this point, especially some shit that's personalized. Like the pendants and all that. The chain part, yeah, that shit can go. Top dollar, close to top dollar. But you got somebody's personalized pendant and you trying to move that bitch. It's going to be hard. The envious motherfucker would do that shit for the spite. And sit on that shit just for, and we'll have to. Because, like I say, I'm not no expert, but yeah, you're not going to be able to move that shit. And damn, if you do, the chances of the shit coming back and you getting caught up, 90 to 10 in favor of you getting caught up. Because keep in mind, think one thing y'all forgot. This shit, this shit is publicized on YouTube, public record, whatever. They got receipts, the designs, all this and that. Somebody else pops up with their chain. Or their pendant. The chain, like I said, the chain, that's that's a given. That shit gone. The pendant, oh yeah. Your best done is going to be able to break them bitches down and melt them. If you can do that. If the diamonds are diamonds and you're able to get some, Maybe. But who you gonna get to do all that? That's money spent. Big money spent. Jewelers not gonna just do that shit. Unless you work out some deal or you know the jeweler. But I would hope jewelers have a code of ethics. But then again, you have pawn shops and underground shops that do shit so motherfucker might be able to move some shit like I say you gonna have to break it down though but yeah some envious motherfucker did that shit now wouldn't put it past motherfuckers in Pasadena California somebody done wiggled their way up in there been watching your ass on TV and YouTube it's documented, like I say. So they know you're flossing. They see you shining. Oh, I want that. Shit goes down in California. Motherfuckers are gully like that. And they can get it. But. Come on now. That many motherfuckers. 
don't know nobody other than an inside person that would attempt some shit like that. Now, you could say an inside worker from the stadium or some shit like that because keep in mind, coach was in Jackson State. Some shit happened like that. Why? One, y'all down in Jackson State, Mississippi. Flops something like that. They see it coming. So yeah, motherfuckers gonna try it. In a small town, rural town at that. Yeah, they gonna try it there. Just Mississippi. I know for a fact I'm from Louisiana. I know what goes down. And what could go down. Same with any other place. But in the South, a lot of shit, y'all don't think motherfucker has the guts and balls to pull off. They will. (laughs) I'm a prime example. So don't get it twisted. But yeah. You can't put that shit past nothing but an inside job I mean come on bro I would just run off a top number of a hundred thousand people in the vicinity I don't know no motherfucking gangster thug or who or thief yeah, it, it, there are some, but who's gonna be that gangster to go try that shit? If indeed someone did, just off the street, coldest motherfucker alive, you should be fucking with banks. Not advocating bank robbery or no shit like that but I'm just saying you should be fucking with big time shit but who's to say motherfucker is not this is kind of big time but yeah man that shit come on like I say you got motherfuckers in here in the locker room just busting they shit out the box, bro. That shit. Who knows this nigga just got his shit yesterday. Who knows a motherfucker just put down on his shit or just finna go pick his shit up. Who knows that? Other than motherfuckers that are in your vicinity, your immediate area, in your locker room. In your dorm, at your school. Guarantee if you're flossing on TV around there, running your mouth saying, hey, shit, I'm going to get this, blah, You're telling somebody. Somebody knows. Y'all in the buddy system or got that camaraderie where y'all do shit as a group and, hey, yo, we going to hit the jury store this weekend. Put in orders for our jury before we go on. To this game, this date, blah, blah, blah. Come pick your shit up. Who would know that? 
Nobody in Pasadena, California would know that, I'm sure. Unless they're from Pasadena and they're telling, Hey man, I got this blah, blah, blah. Come to the blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be frost with my shit, bro. Yeah, it's a possibility, but that shit is far-fetched. To me. And I ain't even there. They're not going to know the details of when and where and how, what you you do during the game, where you put your shit during the game. Like, I get it's a locker room. Bam. I would obviously guess the lockers. If, keep in mind, this is routine. Locker room dictates possibly some kind of lock being implemented up in here who else would know about the locks and this and that who would know to come with tools ready to pop locks and all that shit I mean it's a locker room you should know motherfuckers are locking up shit so if I guess if you had the shit planned out and you're going then you would have some shit yeah off the street but you gotta know for a fact inside job somebody that works at the facility or has knowledge in the facility, used to work at the facility. Inside job. So whether it's a player or a staffer from Colorado or somebody from that stadium, inside job. Or even the opposing stadium, I mean, our team. That's their home turf. They probably, I'm assuming, play here all the time. Or a lot of times, or more than Colorado does. So they have more knowledge of what's going on, what shit looking like, breakdown or whatever. The build of the place. They would know all this. So. <clears throat> yeah. It's fucked up. Hope they get this shit back. Possibly not going to get it back, but you know, you can always hope for, you know, you don't want nobody to get this shit stolen, especially some expensive shit like that, but whatever. Clock is ticking. What we going to do? Bruh, run that clock the podcast. We talk about it. For everything, my Saints sucking this year. Prime time going to Colorado, leaving Jackson State, whatever it may be. If it's sports related, bruh, the clock is ticking. You need to run that clock. Check us out wherever you stream and listen to podcasts. Bruh, run that clock. Hosted by me, Mike Man, MBMG all day. I think somebody's gonna be revealed. Like, I, this day and age, bro, cameras everywhere. And nothing's on film yet. Or surface yet. I'm quite sure they're working on it. We'll see. Clock is ticking, bro. But before we get out of here, gotta, gotta salute 
2023 World Champion, World Series winners, Texas Rangers, for unbelievable season, and for winning their first title. This year, I feel, especially because I had the pleasure of attending my first game, me and my wife. First experience, memory. Made fucking lifelong Rangers fans out of us now. We weren't even into baseball. Got some tickets, some good ass tickets. And just the experience of being there, because I used to always hear about the experience of going to a game. It's not like what you see on TV, but a lot of people with their attention deficits and whatever, wanting to do other shit, think it's too damn long to sit through a baseball game. That shit, my experience was changed. I mean, my perspective on it was changed this year. Went to the game against the Texas Rangers and Minnesota Twins this year. September 21st. They lost that game. Then they went on, lost. Uh, They won, then they lost to Houston. My company that I worked for, they gave us tickets. I actually was going to raffle off the tickets. Well, give them out. I'm doing a giveaway contest. Nobody really participated like that. So I guess they weren't interested. I said, fuck it. Let's go to the game. I had the tickets, parking passes, everything. All you can eat, see. I'm wondering, what's that going to be like? Bruh. Your first game, you're getting free parking, free food. Oh, it's a win-win. I'm getting there thinking it's going to be some small shit, bro. It's everything you can possibly buy at a ballpark that they're giving you for free. But it's the traditional stuff. Nachos, hot dogs, hamburgers. Oh, man. Fries. Hey, bro. It, it was it was only popping, but it buffet style. So you can go back as many times as you want. I'm like, oh yeah? At the baseball game? This oh shit, hell yeah. So then you get good seats. The, the action, the atmosphere, the crowd. Like, oh yeah, I can get into this. So from that point, I'm a baseball fan. Like, I've always watched baseball and supported baseball. Not as much as I do basketball and football, but I've watched it. I used to be all because of the cable channels, but I used to be an Atlanta Braves fan. I still like the Atlanta Braves just because the uniforms, the colors, and all that. And it's the Braves. Like, shit, I'm part Indian, so, you know, I'm going to always, you know, represent that part. But I always 
you know, had a affinity for the Atlanta Braves just because of the cable channel. And I used to watch the uh, Chicago Cubs. So, just because, uh, you know, WGN was on uh, cable channels in Monroe, Louisiana. And, you know, shit, every baseball game you damn you see, either it was Chicago Cubs or Atlanta Braves on TBS. So, you know, before you start getting ESPN and all this other shit when I come to Texas. But, you know, I always wanted to go to a Rangers game. I always wanted to do that. But this year, went to my first game, and then the shit feels more special because afterwards I feel like I me and my wife I feel like we were like lucky charms got them through because going to the game I'm thinking just by looking at their record oh they might get to the playoffs and this and that but you never really me being a first time fan Let's say, not really a first-time fan, but for them, a first-time fan, you're not really thinking World Series and all this. I'm just thinking just going to the game, enjoying the game, seeing how it is and all this and that. But then after I come from the game and the experience I have, then you start getting in depth as far as the following of the standings and the rankings and all this. Like, oh shit, they might have a chance. So I watched a couple of games after. Followed, you know, followed them ever since I w- we attended the game. And, yo, that shit there. That's one for the books. Now, didn't get to make the parade. Didn't get to make the parade. I'm kind of glad I didn't. Because, shit, I had to go to work the same day. And ended up being late because of fucking traffic. Like, bruh, they estimate half a mil. I believe it. We got more than that over here in Dallas. Me trying to get to work, knowing that shit was going on in Arlington, though. That means motherfuckers was going there all day. Got up watching the news, watching TV. They covering everything. Traffic, this, that, other. I'm seeing. I'm knowing how the city is on a regular work day. Let alone you throw in a goddamn parade finna come for the first World Series title. Bruh. I ain't even trying to step foot out there. I had every intentions to go. Fear of missing out, yeah. But nah, I had to pass on this. Now, I had the opportunity, and it was at work then, to be a part of of the Dallas Mavericks championship parade and have no choice was working right downtown in the center at the George Island Courthouse. So, as a deputy district clerk, 
I was able to go up to the seventh floor, watch the parade. This shit going on all day. People in the city all day. I know how it is on a regular work day. With all of us in here, people going to lunch and this and that. You throw in a damn parade, gonna be in the city at whatever time. And then at lunchtime for us is when the thick of things are about to kick off. You just so happen lunch ends when the festivities begin, but gotta think and know that people are already there. So, I already know how the championship parade experience is around here. Shit, I rode park and ride. Like I parked my my uh, car at the train station at another station and rode the train to downtown Dallas. I did that on my everyday commute going to work. It was hectic. You throw alone motherfucking people doing the same thing from all over the city. Then people coming here. Bruh, come on now. You can imagine. Like on our regular work days going, the train would fucking stop or malfunction because too many goddamn people on the train. We crammed up in that bitch like we in New York City or some shit. And you see how many motherfuckers they got. Bro, this is everyday work days. During the season when the Mavericks was playing and winning and going into the playoffs, shit was hectic. You throw in them winning at all. First time. Come on, bro. This bitch was bananas. I already knew how that was. And going down the fucking highway to Arlington, having to be back in Dallas to go to work. Like, bro, I already knew an everyday workday shit gets hectic going between Arlington and Dallas. You throw in everybody calling in, schools closing, no babysitter's mouth, whatever scenario it was, people were going to be in that motherfucker. And knowing how many people we got in this motherfucker in the vicinity, surrounding areas, and the people who are on the outskirts, and motherfuckers who were coming here anyway, and this and that and the other. Bro, I knew this bitch was going to be off the chain. They camping out six, four, next day. Bruh, I already knew. But I had every intent and purpose to go. I woke up early, seven o'clock, we watching the news. I'm getting my motherfucking outfit together. Yeah, it sets in. Motherfucking people. Goddamn COVID, the travel getting over there. The goddamn commute is gonna be a bitch. It's every day. Me going to work during the day when I was. Bro, that shit 
gets hectic from 6 in the morning to about 9 o'clock. And then sometimes even up until then, uh, 12. And then don't let 12 get here. You know what that means? It's thick. Rush hour going home. Thick. You throw in a goddamn championship parade. This bitch is going to be bananas. And it was. I leave home every day an hour early. Just for the simple fact of traffic. The potential of being late. Because there's always an accident where I live. Getting onto the highway. Right here in Richardson. There's always Richardson going into Dallas. There's always a wreck every day. People drive this way every day. And steal. Bro, bro. But still. Me knowing how everyday traffic is. Doing regular working hour commutes. You throw in championship parade. Oh, yeah. Some people not going to work. And you know what that means? Everybody getting ready to go to Arlington. That motherfucker was off the chain. I know a lot of people from the job didn't go to work because of the parade. Still. Salute to the Texas Rangers, man. Because now they got a lifelong fan. I will be in attendance again next year. And shit. And probably the year after. Any other year I'm here. So... Salute to the Rangers for their first World Series title. This is bro, Run That Clock the Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man, BMT all day. Y'all stay tuned for another episode coming to you. Y'all stay safe, stay breezy, stay sanitized, stay dangerous. Stay tuned, stay the fuck out the way. Another episode coming soon. I'm Mike Man, BMT's finest. Bro, Run That Clock the Podcast. Going up on Spotify where we stream and listen to music and or podcasts. Lock us in, bro. Hit that notification bell. Punch the hell out that subscription button. Put this on your playlist. Chill. Y'all be breezy, man.